Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. I am Sarah, founder of the Sisters Enchanted, and uh, today we're talking about the full moon in Gemini. I'm joined by the one and only Sarah Milne. Hello. <laughs> Again. You know, just full disclosure, so we record these in bunches often, as you can probably see if you're watching the video on YouTube, that our clothes are the same as they were last week. So sometimes when we talk to each other several times in one day and we're just like, hey, how are you today? And you're like, I know how you are. And <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so anything new, Sarah, since a few minutes ago? <laughs> I don't think so, but you never know. Sometimes there might be. I'm actually like um, talking about Sagittarius adventures, and my kid. This is where my kids are going, really, Mum. Like I've moved to by the sea, and I've joined the um, lifeboat, like volunteers. So, I like, saw no, it on no. your Facebook, and I like saw. I didn't know what it was, but then I saw somebody comment about it, and then I yeah. saw like you say something, and then I got the like gist of what it was. Yeah, it's all like because it's all voluntary. We don't have a paid um, rescue for the sea. It's all voluntary. I mean, I'm I'm sure crew. I'm not in the sea in a minute, but so that's the one they were like of all the things you could have done. You know, so when you say anything new, you never know. I might have said, well, actually, yeah, there's <laughs> I've got to run. Things can suddenly like. It's really funny. You sign up for something like that, and suddenly every time your phone rings, you're like, oh, oh I'm scared. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, I don't know yeah. if I'd be very good at saving people. It stresses me out. I was once in, well, this is probably not like what you do, but I was in Florida once, and there was two kids that were out in the water, like swimming mm-hmm. with like um, little, like we call them boogie boards. So they kind of like oh, yeah. float on the water. Yeah. And they or their mom was on the shore, and then the kids were like getting taken out by the tide. Mm-hmm. And I had um, Adam, my youngest. He was a baby. He was maybe like four or five months old, and I had him in a baby carrier. And I, like these kids just kept going farther out. And um, the mom, like when she noticed, cause they were yelling. Mm-hmm. When she finally like realized they weren't just trying to talk to her, that they couldn't come in, mm-hmm. she like dropped her phone and ran. And I did not know what to do. I was like, mm-hmm. dro- like started. I was like still post baby hormones, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I started tearing up, and I was like nauseous. And I'm like, I don't know if I should call someone or if she's by the time I call, if she'll reach them and get them yeah. in. She did, and they were fine. But it was horrible. I don't think I have the emotional capacity for that. Sarah. Yeah, that's exactly the sort of thing. Like they would put a boat. There's a little inshore one that does the closest, and then there's a bigger boat that goes out right into the shipping lanes if there's anything there. there. Sorry. No, I just don't. My emotional capacity for things that make me sad and Mm -hmm. frightened and all the feels is not. It doesn't take a lot to get me to like too much emotion. Yeah, (laughs) I feel that. So I commend you, your Sagittarius soul, for saving people. <laughs> it is. It's. It's. Yeah. I don't. I, it's, you do get scared and emotional, though. You do get scared and emotional. Definitely. That's why when the like, so when you said anything new, you never know the phone might run. I'd be like, after school, I'm going to run, and I'm really like my heart's in my mouth. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. So 
That's but yes, yeah, so it's interesting. We're talking about all this experiential stuff, and we're we've got Gemini, the moon, the full moon in Gemini. So then Gemini is all about experiences. And we talked a lot about Sagittarius last week about this ex- wanting to connect with things bigger than yourself and the experiencing of all the heavens and things on deep levels and spiritual levels. As Gemini just wants to experience life and everything that there is in life. And so Gemini quite often wants to experience something and move to something else, move to something else, move to something else. So this moon is all about giving gratitude for the things that we experience in life. And because this is the last full moon of the year, it's a good it's a good moon to look back on everything we've experienced in life and give thanks to all of that. And and then if there's anything that perhaps we want to experience in the life in you know physical world and that we didn't, then maybe it's a good time to let go of anything that is holding you back from it. If there's anything that you kind of, well, I wish I had done that. So why didn't I do that? For example, like if I had have said, oh, I wish I'd joined in life and it'd be like, so why didn't you? Because I'm a bit scared, which I am. Then it would have been kind of like, well, you know, how can you get over that fear if that's what you really want to do and that's what you really want to experience in this life? Then what? how can you let go of those fears? Um, so that's a really, it's a really good moon for that sure i love how much how you've just jumped into life like without fear these last like this last month swimming in the ocean like yeah cold out all hours yeah. of the day saving lives <laughs> all year round i mean on the, on the beaver full moon with they just it, i didn't it, some people were going in completely like in this freezing cold sea completely without anything swimming costumes on at all <laughs> like I've spent on my little strappy cosy in the really cold sea just, but yeah it is it is it that it that is that that Gemini experience wanting to experience all these things like like Gemini would be like is this sea really cold do you think it's cold do you think it's cold how cold are we gonna go are we gonna keep going until it's really cold like how cold's cold you know that's kind of yeah. is that Gemini kind of energy for sure that's so interesting. My Gemini is in my 12th house, but I think it's intercepted into my first. Like I think my, no, that doesn't work right that way because it's the first starts with your ascendant. So yeah. 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 I don't know. Anyway, um, the, it's in my 12th and my Chiron is in there. Mm. So I feel like my Gemini is, I don't know. That's very interesting. Chiron and Gemini. So when we when we were talking in the last episode about how this eclipse season has been impacting you, it's been your Sagittarius and your Chiron, your Sagittarius dominance in your chart and your Chiron. Yeah. So that's kind of like that's that's very interesting. That is interesting on how how they go. It's been a year, Sarah. It's been a year. Yes, how it's been a year for sure. But we're going to talk in a little bit about some more changes be going on this year and how that's over but yeah give thanks to just give thanks to all these experiences that you've had during the year even the bad ones and how you know they're all part of like Sarah knows I've had some really the beginning of the year was a really bad experience for me but I kind of like then just walked away from it yeah (laughs) it's something brand new and exciting so I've got a lot to give thanks for but then the sun moves into Capricorn on December 21st so it's Yule so happy Yule everybody and it's winter solstice Capricorn is going to motivate us and this is a bit like we were saying last, last list, the last um, podcast when we were talking about how we have this kind of energy. Like Capricorn wants us to 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 achieve and to celebrate our achievements, and Capricorn wants to like to climb up that mountain and and get to the top and be seen to get to the top. But this is Yule, so this isn't the time to go climbing those mountains and go like 
pushing yourself and trying to achieve things. So it's that Capricorn energy at this time is really about the planning. It's about making plans. And it's like New Year's resolutions. It's not a good time to, to just say, right, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it from January 1st and that's that. This yeah. is all about making making plans. So we talked last, last um, session about sitting with that deep potential. This is you. Sit with that potential. Sit with all those things that you could do and then let Capricorn, this Capricorn energy help you to make plans, plant seeds and to like look at that like the, the mountain goat it's going to go up that mountain but first of all it's going to really take a good look and see which way is the safest way where it's going to be able where there's ledges to pause where there's grass on the way up to to fuel so kind of make yeah. look at your mountain and make plans I love that yeah and that's what we talk about in the new Yule the Soul Ed mm-hmm. Yule yes. program we have out too it's all about intention setting mm-hmm. for this time of year and then also celebrating because this is a celebratory like you know, we're reflecting on everything that's yes. come and gone past and mm. um, getting ready to set those intentions. Absolutely. And it is going to be a really joyous Yule because the sun is sextile with Jupiter over Yule. That means that sextile is where two planets have their energy flowing really nicely and they're just harmonious and joyous together. So we've got, and Jupiter is... It, it blows everything up. So Jupiter's blowing up our sun, our sense of ourselves. And it's it's a really, it's a very short aspect. It's only between December 18th and 21st. But it brings us, it just makes us feel really optimistic and happy. And it makes us feel like thriving and developing our creativity. So this is a Yule. If you want to do some creativity when you've got your, some time, some downtime in Yule, then do that. We also have the moon in Leo over Yule. So that's kind of like Leo is that, so our underlying, like the moon brings our underlying intuitive, emotional feeling. And Leo is that child that just wants to have fun and lie in the sun and be joyous. So this is a, I feel like we've, we've had, I don't know, we certainly have had like this time last year in the UK, we couldn't meet friends, we couldn't celebrate Yule. Mm. This is, this the, the aspects are all there for us to have a really, good you're feeling optimistic feeling full of fun and full of joy nice i love it that feels lovely for you all yes the return of the sun yeah so are you ready for this one then yeah i was just reading my notes and it does not seem it's the end though so this this has been a really interesting year there's been saturn uranus square which you know we talked about squares where we have these two planets in that boxing ring kind of like um squaring up and jarring with each other and kind of like imagine those boxes they kind of sometimes they're in a sort of headlock and they're kind of moving together and then they're jarring each other apart again and so that's kind Mm -hmm. of what happens when we have this square we have this kind of like together apart pushing each other shoving each other um so this doesn't happen every year either and we had it happening several times during this year because of because of retrogrades we kept we've been in this orb of saturn uranus square all year and we've kind of had these these kind of it's been direct and then it's gone away a bit and it's been back again and we are having the last of these kind of like direct squares coming up it was direct square in february and it's now direct square on december 16th where it will stay to the rest of the year so again it's this cycle of change this is called the bone breaker this aspect that's because what I was seeing and it yeah, doesn't that doesn't sound right. good <laughs> Uranus comes and Uranus like makes sudden change and um Saturn then Saturn is structure so Uranus will break down structures that are in our life and then once they've been broken then Saturn will form them into new structures 
So it sounds scary, but it's kind of also not. I mean, this always seems to happen internationally for the world during times of revolution. And when you look back over this year, it has been, there's been a lot of revolutions and rebellions that have really kind of challenged things and things have changed as a result of them. If you look back to some of the major political, um, right across the world, some of the movements, it has made a lot of change. So for us ourselves as well, there might have been things where our very kind of, for me, like the Ken movie, our very structure has broken and then it's been, we've turned it into something else. So, but once again, this means we're getting to the end of this. This, this, we're getting to the end of this. It's this, this has been a big year. It's been over us the whole year. So, and when you think about these two plants together rule Aquarius. So it's, it's, and we've had that age of Aquarius, this like all this Aquarius energy and, and we have Jupiter moving out of Aquarius, um, moving into Pisces as well. So we're coming, coming to the end of this real square of the Aquarius planets and Aquarius energy really dominating us um, and challenging us to change the way we think about things and the way we do things. So, again, like we talked about last last time, looking at the eclipse season, look back to February and see what structures may have been broken down in February and how they were kind of there's been this kind of dance of like restructuring, breaking, restructuring, breaking. And this should now be the time where there, maybe there, there might be one last break or it might be that you can, you know, it's coming so you can control if there's anything that, if you imagine a broken, like we talk, we talk about the bone breaker, imagine a broken bone that's been put in a plaster cast and it's set and it mm -hmm. might be like, this could be a chance now. It's like, okay, is this bone set quite right? Do I want to just move it, tweak it a little bit more before I put this last cast on? Yeah. You can take control of it and just like, okay, I'm just going to like reset that just a little bit now. And then that's going to gonna be the way it's going to be until, you know, for the next kind of eight or so years before this could happen again. Oh my goodness. Eight years. I better make this it, good. It, yeah, I better it, do this right, Sarah. It can't yeah. even, Yeah. <laughs> It can be longer. I've, I've got a, I, it's gone on my head all of a sudden when the next Nobody mess this up. Yeah. <laughs> I will post um, with, with the with the notes when the next Saturn Uranus square is. Yeah, I'm just looking so, at these notes, like trying to think about my own life. And of course, mm -hmm. I know that in February was when I started to get the a lot of idea that we needed to change things mm -hmm. here in, in the work realm. And then mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of like my personal life and what happened there we were traveling mostly mm -hmm. most of february uh and so we were away but what i when i look at this with uranus in taurus my north node is mm -hmm. in taurus in my 11th house and i have had a lot of changes mm -hmm. with who i'm surrounded with this whole year has been I mean, you've known me this whole year. This whole year yeah. has been like a whole mm. change in who I'm surrounded with. And even in family, I have some family members who I haven't seen in, a, in like a very long time now for different circumstances. And this was kind of the year where I was like, well, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop mm. attempting, you know, <laughs> because yeah. of like just, you know, private stuff that's happening. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. And then yeah. that where is a... Set. Uranus is in Taurus so Taurus is where yeah. you might have been getting that kind of challenge to change that's in my house 10 actually yeah. and then Saturn is in Aquarius so Aquarius and that's where my moon top. is my moon mm -hmm. and my Jupiter are in Aquarius well my Saturn my Aquarius oh. is my house seven 
So this this square has been happening in my house of contractual relationships and career. So that's quite interesting. Um, and of course, contractual relationships can be all sorts of different things. And career, yeah. it's not just career, it's it's your achievements. So I think there's a lot of me would have been saying the break in house seven when, you know, I don't want to go into t- too deep, but if I've moved somewhere on my own, you can kind of gather there was a break somewhere in the house yeah. seven <laughs> and how that has impacted on house 10 for me and then certainly I'm um, you know in all areas of career and achievements it's a lot better on my own <laughs> yeah that's so interesting my eighth house mine's in my eighth house my Aquarius my moon mm. and my Jupiter are both in my eighth house mm. and with Saturn there and this has been a year of mm. like trying to sort uh like well, when we say sex, death, and taxes, like taxes mm. for sure. Yeah, like yeah, I've yeah. been back and forth with the government this whole year trying to make like one little change and it's yes, not, it's yeah. not sticking. Yes. But like that's yes. been a thing. And then like transitioning my aging grandparents, mm. I can see that. Um, so I can see, and then like just, you know, um, like other just, you know, personal stuff, but yeah, I can see all that. Yeah. happening for sure and with all of that going on and then also being like very um like breaking down relationships where they're just not I've been mm. pretty ruthless this year of mm. being like well this is a good fit or it's not you know I've been yeah. in my life so anyway I'm just yeah. this is what we do in our, in our new Yule program that we have yeah. one of the if you take the there's two options there's an option that's just about um I say just about but it's like it's very comprehensive <laughs> it's all about Yule and celebrating and setting intentions so it's got that intention setting piece plus like magic and working with different Yule elements and it's very creative and fun mm-hmm. but there is a live component if you want that option it's a separate option and Sarah one of the live components is that Sarah goes through it um, with a group and of course there's a replay going over the astrology for 2022 where you yeah. really will have the opportunity to look at like what's going to be happening in these moments and what that means for you yeah. um, you know applying it yourself like where that's going to impact you so you can help set you so you we can help you set better intentions absolutely and it really helps I mean like the big changes I've made in my life this year it's really helped me like knowing the astrology and knowing how it's been affecting me and like okay this is meant to happen it helps mm-hmm. you like shall I just like walk out on this situation at home and move somewhere on my own well actually yeah but I look at this and I see that that's in my this this like bone breaker is like affecting my seventh house that actually that makes sense that this would be and this is the right thing to do astrology astrologically as well it gives you that extra kind of like way of planning and making sense of what's going on as well for sure and helping you to make decisions with it so it's good to know ahead of time what the big the big things that are coming up for the year Mm -hmm. ahead for sure yeah so So I see we have one more thing here yeah so we're moving into the next year so this is a little start of what's going to be coming into next year because of course we're we're talking up to this Capricorn new moon on January 2nd which is just edging into the new year so Saturn and Jupiter have been in this last year, if you remember last year, we had this Saturn-Jupiter conjunction, this um, the grand star that like started this new age of Aquarius. So Jupiter is leaving Aquarius, the Pisces, as we end the year on the 29th of December. So Jupiter ex- expands everything. It's, a pl- it's that gas planet that expands all it touches. And it's a planet of opportunity. So now that's kind of leaving that rebellious 
Aquarius mm-hmm. and all this change and into this more kind of watery, intuitive, spiritual, psychic Pisces. So it's going to really expand our spirituality, our intuition, our imagination and our sense of compassion for others, which I think is really good. And so that's for the world and for us. So that's yeah. so much needed, I feel. But be careful of boundaries because Pisces does not. Jupiter and Pisces can really like make you struggle with boundaries it's just like I'm gonna just be compassionate for everyone and that's not what I need (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's just a little starter of what we're going what we're moving into as we move into this new year Sarah we should rename these podcast episodes where you do the astrology as like Sarah Waka does shadow work as Sarah (laughs) Milne talks about the astrology forecast for the next few weeks <laughs> that's what it should be called like sarah milne shines a light on all the shadow work sarah walker has to do so there are sometimes there are sometimes i i, I write these notes and i'm just like and i because we do obviously speak a lot and we know what's going on with, with sometimes there's times i'm just like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like i'm gonna avoid this one on this day <laughs> yeah it's like so shall i really say this today <laughs> yeah yeah, that's what I feel like. Like you say these things, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I have so much things to consider for myself. But that's how life goes. We, we always do. have things to consider. Yeah, do. it's every single astrology astrology forecast is both um, strengths and challenges for all of us, and shadow work for all of us. So. Yeah, so yeah. true. Yeah. All right. Well, well, Sarah and I invite you all to join mm-hmm. us for the Yule program. There, so you can still sign up the live. As of this, the time that this comes, hits the airwaves, is that what we say then, the interweb Mm -hmm. waves, uh, you will still have time to join us for the Mm -hmm. live program. Uh, The little gift we're going to send you in the mail might be delayed, though, if you're signing up right at the last minute right now. But you can still join for the live planning. And then we will get your your gift out if you do the live planning portion. There's also the option to just take the DIY class, Mm -hmm. which is totally cool and amazing. And, you know, sign up for that if that's your jam. Um, so Sarah, this is the last astro forecast of the year. Yeah. And um, it's so amazing. We should like go back and count how many minutes of astro casts we did. We should not do that. But I mean, that'd be kind of cool <laughs> to figure out. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know, in January, I know that uh, our regular non-astrology related podcasts are going to be on, we're going to replay some of our most popular episodes in mm-hmm. January as we work on cleaning up the podcast and um, hitting you all in February with some cool, amazing new things and just getting better and better for all of you listeners. So I'm not sure what we're going to do for the AstroCast in January, but we'll be sure to figure it out and let you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thank you, Sarah, for sharing thank all this. You. With us, thank always. you. All right. Well, for everybody else, be sure to check the notes for that class. If you're a last minute person, grab it up. Some great activities for Yule. And then if you join us for the live planning portion, we'd love to have you coming up in just a few days from now. All right. Well, until next time, we hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead.